You're listening to The Bridge Loud in Chicago on QRock 100.7 FM and online worldwide via thebridgechicago.com. Hey, this is Jed Brewer. Here's tonight's question. I'm making changes. When I see other people fall off, it really messes with me. What do I do? Let's get into it. You issue degrees. It get worse, get worse by degrees. So you steal from the poor as you please. Take the rights and the justice they need. You make unjust laws. And the widow you crush with your jaws. And the orphans you prosecute all. Robbing from those with nothing at all. The founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this thing. Also joined by the producer of the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. Oh yeah. We are answering a question that came in to thebridgeloud at gmail.com, where you're welcome to write in your questions. This week's question says, I'm making changes. When I see other people fall off, it really messes with me. 
what do I do? And Glenn, we our day job is working with folks coming out of drug addiction, coming out of jail. This is certainly a territory we know quite well. So where do you start with this? Well, I think we would need to start with the idea that th- these feelings are legit. Yeah. That we're, we're not trying to talk you out of feeling what you're feeling. That doesn't make sense because for sure, if you're just learning to drive and you pass a big car crash, you, you understand the potential problems that could exist here. And those are those potentials are real yeah. and the feelings about that are based in reality. Uh, we don't want to overblow that. We don't want to get carried away. We do want to find a direction to go in on that and a strategy on how to deal with it. But it really starts with, with acknowledging, no, there, there are good reasons for having these kinds of feelings. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's certainly a place we almost always want to start in the show is by pointing out there's there's not such a thing as a wrong way to feel about this. Yeah. And here, you, if you're doing something with a friend and they stop it, you may feel if there's something that hurts them, you may feel sad for them. You probably feel sad for you, and that yeah. makes sense. In the same moment you feel sad for them, you may also kind of want to punch them for making your life more difficult. All that makes sense. Jed, what I'd, lo- I'd love to get you to look at is there's a difference between a feeling making sense and it telling us something yes. about where we need to go. Yes. So how do we find out something more in that direction? That's a great question. I think the place that we get begin is by simply being honest about how we feel. Uh, Matt said something very sharp just a minute ago that I think needs to be repeated. There's no wrong way to feel. Feelings don't have um, what you would call a moral quality. In other words, it's not a morally good or a morally bad thing. Feelings just are what they are. But I think we as a culture sometimes don't believe that. We can say that some feelings are kind of good and some feelings are kind of bad. And we'll get embarrassed about admitting that we have certain feelings on that basis. For a lot particularly of guys, they feel like it's a sign of weakness to admit that they feel lonely. So they they won't admit that because that, that feels like a bad feeling to have nonsense. There aren't good feelings and bad feelings. They're just feelings. A lot of what goes on when we have the kind of thing this question describes is loneliness. Making changes is a disorienting thing for anybody. That's true for anybody. And it helps a lot if we feel like we have other people with us on that journey. When those people aren't on that journey anymore, that's a lonely thing. We're going to feel a certain amount of loneliness off of that. And it's okay to admit that. Here's the thing. We can't really deal with feelings we don't admit we have. There's just there's no way to do that. If we can admit that we're lonely, then we can begin to ask the question, what would be an effective way to deal with that loneliness? Um, And Matt, that gets back to the question you were asking of, it's one thing to have feelings, it's another to let them call shots in our lives. As it turns out, there are healthy ways to deal with loneliness. There are unhealthy ways to deal with loneliness. There are functional ways to deal with it. There are dysfunctional ways to deal with it. But in either case, we can't really begin to navigate that journey if we won't admit that we have this feeling of loneliness to begin with. The, The question I think we need to look at as we move forward is, does my friend's backslide really have anything to say about my situation or not? Or is it something I have feelings about, but it doesn't have a lot of strategic things to tell me. That's what we'll look at when we come back right here on The Bridge Loud.
back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm once again joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. I'm going through changes. Well, it's a confusing time in young man's life. Yes. We're here for you. Okay. Also joining us producer of the show, Jed Brewer. Everybody loves Sabbath. Yep. <laughs> we are continuing to answer a question that came in to TheBridgeLoud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I'm making changes. When I see other people fall off, it really messes with me. What do I do? Did it come in from Ozzy Osbourne? We don't have proof that it didn't. Sure. So we're going to go with, and Ozzy, we're glad you wrote in this question. <laughs> and Glenn, uh, we ended that last segment with, I think, Jed making a very smart point of it's whatever wave of feelings you have when something bad happens, like a friend falling off, um, that, that's all fine. And th- those feelings can conflict. Those feelings can be almost total opposites because they don't tell us where to go. Yeah. We need to start, the word we would use is analyzing the situation mm-hmm. now. That's different than feeling. Right. So where do we start that analysis? Well, I think it's, it starts by embracing the complicated nature of what's going on here. Uh, everybody's backslide is different because everybody's different. We all have different situations and uh, different struggles. I think we, when we're around certain people or we're friends with certain people, we see ourselves as essentially the same as this mm-hmm. other person. And um, the, the reality is everybody goes through their own private hell. Everybody's going through their own struggles, and they're not always honest about that. You're not always honest about all of your struggles. So everyone is unique in that sort of way. And when we start doing that comparison thing, that's where we're getting sort of an insecurity on one end uh, and when, when they're doing well. Yes. And when they're doing poorly, we start feeling like, well, then I must be next. Yeah. And I think getting away from that comparison piece has to be a big key to this. I think that's absolutely right. And, Judd, let's, let's dig a little deeper into that. Let's look at what that practically looks like. Glenn's giving us an example of uh, even though it could be, you know, we were roommates and we had some more jobs and, you know, we went to the same town. No matter how many similarities there are, these are unique situations. Yeah. These are unique people. But how does that play into how we process this whole situation? That's a great question. Let's take a look at... Where are there parallels? I mean, our brain will suggest a bad thing happened to someone who's close to me, um, so maybe a bad thing's about to happen to me. And that your brain's going to do that. But let's actually challenge that for a second and say, what kind of parallels are there in this situation? So if your friend is they're they're trying to be sober, but they work at a bar and they go back to drinking, okay, we, we can track some of what might have happened there. If you're trying to work on your sobriety too, but you work at an office building... These aren't really parallel situations. I mean, we, we can recognize we still need to be diligent working our sobriety, but I don't I don't work in the same kind of environment, so it's just it's not parallel. But by contrast, if you've got a buddy and they are they go back to using because they have a ton of stress in their life and this is a stress release, and you look at your own life and you say, Wait, I actually have a really high stress life too, so maybe there's something that I need to learn from this. There may actually be. There there may be a takeaway, but it's that question of are there parallel situations? Are there not? Is there actually a linkage here? The, the question that it suggests is, regardless of what does or doesn't go on with your friend, do you know what your weak spots are? Everybody has weak spots. Everybody has what people would refer to as triggers that drive them to make bad decisions. Do you know what yours are? And if not, how do we begin that journey? Very important point. We'll look at that when we come back right here on The Bridge Loud. Consider all 
Once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. If Ozzy can make changes, I think any West can. Absolutely. That's got to be true. <laughs> also, going to produce the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. By all reports, he has, actually. That yeah. dude's been working in sobriety for a long minute. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's a heck of a thing. Yeah. Let's hope that mention wasn't the curse that takes it all out. I'm sure it won't be. We don't have that kind of power. We are, however, do have the power to answer your questions. This week's question that came into the bridge loud at gmail.com says, I'm making changes. When I see other people fall off, it really messes with me. What do I do? And, Glenn, we know that last segment with Jed making a very good point that in the sense, since everyone's situation is unique, there's a very limited amount of what someone else's backslide can tell us about our own situation. Mm-hmm. One thing it definitely can tell us is if you don't work on things, things go badly. So how do we work towards identifying those weaknesses we may have and starting to make sure we don't follow the same path? Well, yes. I, the, the word that we use and that you'll hear uh, other people use on that is triggers. You know, the things that will trigger a, a habit or a bad thing that we don't want to, to happen. A lot of times that has to do with association. So if you are, are trying to diet and you smell cookies, mm-hmm. it's going to be way harder to be on that diet all of a sudden. I shouldn't have bought all these cookie candles. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it's, it, that is going to trigger you in a way. So suddenly it's a lot harder because of that association, just mm-hmm. the smell in, in association with the food. Uh, but that, it works that way with with literally everything in your life that you want to make changes on. It's about recognizing that even though you see this other person's situation as sort of parallel to your own, they may be around a lot more triggers and, and they may not be disciplined about that uh, in the way that you are. But it does give you a nudge perhaps to look at those things that trigger you and manage those things. That makes it so, so much easier to deal with. As, as we always say, look at how much willpower you're using to make this change. The more willpower you're using, the worse strategy you have. Yes. Hey, it's a really great point. And, Jed, what does that look like to actually start working on those triggers in a non-just relying on willpower way? The most important thing is to be aware of your triggers. If you know what they are, you can build a strategy. If you don't know what they are, 
we may run into some problems. Glenn used the idea of I'm trying to, to be on a diet. If I smell cookies, it's just, you know, it, we can set our clock until I'm, I'm eating things I don't intend to eat. Okay, well, a simple strategy here is don't keep cookies in your house. Uh, let, let cookies be a treat that you have once in a blue moon when you're, you know, out doing something. If you keep cookies in your house, you're going to smell them. If you smell them, you're going to feel tempted. If you feel tempted, sooner or later, you're going to eat more cookies than you mean to. Easy fix. Don't keep cookies in your house. But all of this begins with knowing smelling cookies is a trigger for me. Smelling cookies presents me with a level of temptation that's very difficult for me to handle in, in an appropriate way. If you don't know what your triggers are with the change you're trying to make, that's actually a great reason to talk to a therapist, to talk to a counselor. That's a big part of their job is helping people identify triggers in their lives, triggers in the changes they're trying to make, and then develop good strategies to be able to deal with those triggers in a healthy and responsible way. It's a, a very uh, good and a very important uh, function that people like counselors and therapists can really offer. If you've never done that before, if you don't know what that would look like, don't know how you get hooked up that in your area, you can email us, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. Once again, that's thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We can help you get started with some leads, sliding scale, whatever you can afford is probably offered in your area. So don't hesitate to reach out and ask. And we'll be back right here on The Bridge Loud. I've always
Bridge Loud. Hey, this is Glenn from the Bridge Loud. Maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, none of this good news applies to me because I've made mistakes and I've got a record. Well, you know what? No problem. We work every day with people who have been and sometimes still are behind bars. We know how to work with that and we ain't scared. Email us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com. That's thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We know you have struggles. We believe in you, and we want to help. We are back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Cookie Trigger is my favorite meatloaf album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, one of these days, one of Glenn's meatloaf jokes is going to get us kicked off this rock station. <laughs> also joining us, producer of the show, Jed Brewer. I would do anything for chocolate chip, but I won't do that. There you go. And There's some meatloaf fans out there. Yep. Are there? Or are there some meatloaf fans in here? <laughs> well, they, they they may not be, you know, they're sort of in the shadows. But yeah. They, you know. <laughs> well, one thing we refuse to keep in the shadows is your questions. This question this week came into the bridge lot at gmail.com. It says, I'm making changes when I see other people fall off. It really messes with me. What do I do? And you know what I think would really help meatloaf? And I speak of both the food stuff and the, the performer here. A little secret sauce. The secret sauce. Don't don't think about what that would mean for me, left the performer. Um, but Glenn, so we're looking at this idea of backsliding and triggers, and as, as we mentioned, it's certainly something you've been dealing with for many decades in a career where people are trying to make big, big changes. That's right. So, what are the kind of things you you say to folks who are going through this thing? Well, yeah, in our case, we're doing a Christian ministry, and a big uh, chunk, a big percentage of the people that we work with. Uh, are dealing with addiction, long-term, really hardcore addiction. So we're used to dealing with this on a really large scale. You, you may be going through a slightly smaller thing than many of them are, but uh, those lessons are, are, of course, all the more translatable given that. Uh, I think for them, it's about recognizing, uh, as, as they would say, that uh, sobriety is a team sport and the idea of making changes, changing habits, uh, getting over addictions, whatever you're trying to do, dieting, all of those kinds of things, it needs to be a team sport. You need to have other people to support you. Uh, in in uh, in our work, we call that fellowship. That's Christian fellowship. Other people who know your situation that you can be honest with, that you can talk about your struggles with, who are supporting and encouraging you, lifting you up, uh, and and you have that body around you. They're able to support you. We'd also want to mention within that, if you are dealing with an addictive, uh, you know, hurts, habits, or hang-ups, as they say, you ought to look at Celebrate Recovery. It's a Christian recovery program that we recommend very highly. They do really good work. Yep. You can uh, just Google Celebrate Recovery. They have chapters all over the country, almost certainly one near you. I really like what, what Glenn's saying about that. The, the, the thing about we talk about his fellowship is is not just being surrounded by people doing the right thing and the idea that that will drag you into doing the right thing. Um, part of fellowship is people uh, strengthening you and giving you some examples that you can then take and actively do on your own thing. There's a, a story in the Bible where one of Jesus, one of his disciples, he's talking about this is what you're going to do this way, and he says, "Wait, but what about that guy?" But she responded, what does that matter? You have to follow me. You, you have to do what's out in front of you. And no amount of surrounding yourself with the right people is going to do it for you. But what it can do is give you smart ideas, give you some encouragement, give you some fuel to keep going. That's the importance of fellowship. That's what we want for you. That's what God wants for you. And we will see you next week right here on The Bridge Loud. 
All right, that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on The Bridge Loud. And let us know, are you ready to join the Bridge Loud tribe? We know you've got talents. Maybe you can scream or play the guitar or make a super cool graphic. Love it. Reach out to us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com and tell us what you do. We want your talents and gifts as a part of The Bridge Loud, so don't be shy. Let us know, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. My sin, all the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. Is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well. Shit.